0: hello and welcome back to i don't know what this is my name is casey and we are both coolers here as to what's happening but guys we made it to the elusive episode seven the episode that makes or breaks a podcast and this one this one's gonna be i would say fun but that would not be true It wouldn't because today We are talking about a movie That bamboozled me It tricked me I was hoodwinked Led astray And just left out in the cold By this movie My My pea brained 12 year old self Was thinking Oh This has Jaden Smith Post first big haircut and the King Will Smith in it, what could go wrong? But let me tell you, a lot went wrong in the movie After Earth, and we are going to talk about it because I need to talk about it because I don't think people realize how bad this movie actually is. Like, genu- like genuinely, how bad the movie is. So, we're going to talk about it. And I'm going to let you guys know how horrible it actually is. So, just to set the mood, I'm going to tell you what the ratings of this movie is. So we have a 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which given like, I guess that's almost half, but mm, we have 11% on Rotten Tomatoes, and we all know Rotten Tomatoes goes out of 100, so mm, not great. And we have a 3.3 out of 5 on Facebook, which that is not horrible but also it's on facebook so yikes but i'll read you guys a little synopsis and then we'll get into my notes on all the dumb things i had to endure while watching this movie this morning so you ready after earth people were forced to leave earth a millennium ago to establish a new home on nova prime now general cypher rage heads nova prime's most prominent family cypher's teenage son katai feels enormous pressure to follow in his father's legendary footsteps which strains their relationships cypher and katai set out on a trip to mend their bond But when their craft crashes on Earth's hostile surface, each must trust each other greatly or perish. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. First of all, I'm like not even to my notes yet. The names. The names. These are people that are from Earth, and you know we would have been having Charles's, Matthew's, Garrett's, like, but they started naming their kids Cipher. And Katai? Like, okay, you know there would have been 14 Jacobs in one room on this planet, but we'll get back to that later. But yeah. And wait, but I was also... So this released May 31st, 2013, and I remember I got like opening day tickets to this movie and it was me and my friends on the last day of like seventh no it was the last day of eighth grade and we were about to go to high school and my dad took us to go see this movie my dad took 5 preteen girls to go see this movie and that man is a trooper for doing that but this movie was directed by M. Night Shyamalan you know I, I don't I don't really remember anything he's directed, but he's supposed to make good movies. He's one of those dudes that like make good movies. Like, but he made he directed this monstrosity. Okay, but onto my notes so we can see what my thoughts were during this movie. And the first thought, the biggest thought of all, the thought that first popped into my head with the first sentence of this movie was where did these accents come from? Like, the like, oh my gosh, he sounds like he's talking with something in his mouth. He goes like, sir, dad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, what did they tell him when he came up with this accent? Where they're like, hey, I want you to sound like you were equally from like, um, (laughs) Britain, equally from, like, England, and also South Africa, and also, like, New Jersey, like, I don't understand who told him that was a good accent, like, I get the idea, because, like, everyone on Earth moved to a new planet, so they were, like, living together, and so accents melded, but, like, dude, no, it was so bad, it was so bad, but... (laughs) But it all starts because Earth was destroyed by humans, which is completely on brand for the human race to destroy Earth. So, ooh, maybe it's like, what is it? A prequel to life. It's a prequel. One day, my grandkids will be Katai. (laughs) Great, great. Like a millennium of grandkids, you know? But... And then they had to build the they had to build the ultra army. <laughs> there you go. It's called the United Ranger Corps, which is like it's probably just like all uh, like like if you think you can make it in the Marines, but you think you're you're stronger than the average Marine, you go to the United Ranger Corps, which I don't think that will work out because. The United Ranger Corps was made up of everyone in the world. And we all know how much people suck whenever it comes to dealing with people who aren't the people you're used to being around. So that would have imploded. But they moved to New Earth, which is called Nova Prime. And you know, you know nobody would have named it Nova Prime. They would have named it Earth (laughs) 2. They would have named it Earth 2.0. And we, and like, and you can't even fight that. You know, nobody would be like, yeah, new Earth name it Nova Prime. Who was even in charge of naming it Nova Prime? Probably some astronaut NASA person, but still. That place would have been called Earth 2. And I know that for sure. But yeah, so I wrote down that it was a stupid name because it's a stupid name. But also, also in like, <laughs> in like, on brandness, there are already aliens living on this planet, living their lives, and here come, here comes the human race, once again, taking over, taking stuff from people, and it doesn't belong to them, you know, I don't, I just don't understand when some people will realize colonization is not the answer, like, you, why are you taking people's lands? Honestly, the aliens... They were right to send the Ursa to kill humans. And so Ursa are, like, they're these, like, I guess they're kind of, like, animals. But so they can't see, which, like, if they were developed in a lab, what an oversight, right? But, like, so they can't see, but they smell the fear pheromones that you release when you're scared. And that's how they find people. So, like, the aliens would drop off the Ursa and it would wipe out a section of humans because everybody would be afraid. But then, here comes Will Smith, or should I say Cipher Rage, (laughs) stopping being afraid so they can't see him, so then he becomes a ghost. The only human to not be seen by the Ursa, which, okay. Also, I'm gonna crap on, like, the names in here, like, so much, like, Cipher and Katae, but honestly, they kinda slap, and I- If I didn't like L names so much, like, I could use Cypher as a middle name for my future kids. And if I do, I don't want anybody to say, hey, Casey, weren't you saying how stupid the name Cypher was? Because in this situation, it is stupid. But if I were to use it, it would be the coolest name ever. (laughs) But yeah, so now we're introduced to Jaden Smith. And you know how, like, in shows and movies, they'll have an actor being like, athletic and like fast and stuff but then like the actual actor is not that so they always look goofy like if you've seen shameless like how they have like carl gallagher like how he's like in the military thing and how he runs like how the actor runs is real goofy (laughs) so like how jaden smith runs is kind of goofy but it's whatever everything about this movie is goofy so I guess it fits in but yeah Jane Smith's character's name is Katai Rage and he he he's not strong enough to be a ranger they tell him hey you know you're not made to be in the United Ranger Corps you're too scared and he goes but my dad's coming back I wouldn't be able to tell my dad that I'm a ranger and he goes Well, too bad, you're, you're not gonna be able to tell your dad that, sorry for this man, (laughs) but he doesn't, he doesn't make it as a ranger, his dad comes back, they're eating dinner, also, they eat dinner with chopsticks, I don't know, like, why, I thought that was weird, because, I don't know, I'm all Americanized, but it makes sense if, like, everyone in the world moved to this planet, and there weren't many people left in the world because of, you know, Earth dying. But also, like, I don't know where they're from, I guess, but just, they use chopsticks. But the thing is, they don't use freestanding chopsticks. They use, like, kids chopsticks that have, that have the little clip on the back, so they always squeeze, you know? Which, like, is weird. Like, do the Smiths not know how to use chopsticks? Because that would be funny. If, like, Will Smith and Jaden Smith just didn't know how to use chopsticks, but for some reason they wanted to use chopsticks in this movie. Funny. Also, Will Smith, he goes full black parent, like, because <laughs> Jaden's like, I didn't make it into the Rangers. and He goes, What? And he goes, I didn't make it into the Rangers. And he goes, you didn't make it into the Rangers, what? And he goes, I didn't make it into the Rangers, sir. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, well, I guess that's just what needed to happen. And I got flashback to the moment I told my dad in sixth grade that I didn't make the basketball team. And he looked at me and I was crying and he said, whoop. Well, Guess that what ha- that's what happens when you don't practice. And I was like, that was not what I needed currently right now. I needed, oh, it's okay, Casey, maybe next year. But, you know, didn't get that. But yeah, and then he goes, he goes, can I be excused? And he goes, are you asking or telling me? <laughs> and he goes, ask it. And he goes, no. <laughs> Which I was like, <laughs> I was like, Will Smith must have pulled deep for that one. Because I know for a fact that... Well, not for a fact. But I know that him and Jaden in real life probably have never had that actual conversation. But yeah. Also, everyone in this movie has one face. And it's the face of constipation. It is the face of trying to poop but can't. It is just stoic and scrunched up. And I... I don't like it like that's all I got to say it is not the best face and we are still in the beginning of the movie I'm be real with you 90% of my notes are from the beginning of this movie because I stopped paying attention towards the end because it is so boring but we'll get there and I will get there and you'll be able to tell when I stop paying attention but yeah eating with chopsticks uh maybe the future but will is still a black parent everyone has one face oh my gosh Jane smith looks like such a baby in this movie and not like a cute baby like in like in the pursuit of happiness or karate kid he looks like a turd like he looks like a 13 year old like i know everything kid it was like ugh, yikes. like i went to this movie because i thought he was hot I think it's the fact that now that I'm older than he was in the movie I like now in my head I'm like child and that's all I can think of but the mom tells Will or Cypher that like she goes hey you need to get closer to your son so he invites him on a training mission they're on the plane and and little Katai is trying to make conversation he's like I'm reading Moby Dick like I memorized it and his dad's like uh, I'ma catch a- I'ma catch a nap. You should, too. Which, like, Will Smith playing a bad father? Crazy. But, yeah. Weird. So, then, Katai decides to start looking around, and he finds a Ursa. And he finds it, and then, boom, out of nowhere, an Irish guy starts yelling at him, asking if he can read. <laughs> Which, mm, but, Okay. So then he tries to, like, ghost with the Ursa. It doesn't work because he's a literal child that watched his sister get killed by an Ursa. So, yeah, he's gonna be afraid, which I don't even know why people thought he wouldn't be afraid. Why? Because his grown dad wasn't afraid that one time? Okay, whatever. But Will Smith wakes up. He takes his ring, and this part's real dumb. He takes his ring. He holds his ring up against the wall of the ship, and it starts vibrating. And I'm like what can he tell from those vibrations of his ring he can't see outside he's getting no ship information he just goes and the ring goes and he goes oh something's bad about something bad is about to happen and later we figure out his ring told him that an asteroid storm was coming an asteroid storm from his ring that not even the people flying the ship who can look at everything that's happening, could have thought. So he goes there and he goes, oh, you know, anything could happen. The pilot goes, ah, but probably not. You're probably wrong. How often are you wrong? And he goes, ha ha, my wife has a weird answer to that. So then they think they're free and they're like, ha, guess you're wrong. And then boom, asteroid storm, which, (laughs) okay. Real convenient asteroids to be nowhere and then be everywhere. Just saying. So then they have to emergency land on Earth, which we all knew that was going to happen. But they're like, we shouldn't land on Earth. Also, if like, there's a little thing. And I was like, if you land on Earth, you can go to jail. But literally, if they were to land on Earth, supposedly everything on Earth was there to kill them. So they would die before you were able to put them in jail. Just saying. So... (laughs) Also, they use the words bingo power about uh, the ship, and I just thought that was funny because I don't know what it means, but to hear some dudes say, we are landing the ship with bingo power, like, what the heck does that mean? But yeah, so, Cypher goes back to Katai to, like, see if he's okay. is having a panic attack because the ship is actively coming apart, and Cypher comes, looks at him punches him in the chest and goes, look at me (laughs) breathe. And I'm like, if I was panicking and my parent came and socked me straight in my chest, I don't know if it would help. I'm just saying, I don't think it would help me. So ship starts falling apart in the atmosphere. Katai is strapped to a seat, strapped to part of the plane, which if you are gonna be in a free fall, that is one of the best ways to be in a free fall. Because everything around you is getting bounced off the plane and you are not experiencing all those forces with just your body. I watched a YouTube video on it and it was very helpful about how best to survive a free fall. So he was doing okay. He was going to be alright. But yeah. So they land. He finds a dead guy. Instead of trying to check his pulse, see if he's alive, he unties a rope around his hand and then kicks this man off of a ledge, which, okay. (laughs) And so he goes to his dad. His dad's like, hey, our beacon is broken. You got to travel 100 kilometers to the tail of the ship, get that beacon, shoot it into the sky so people know where we're at and I looked it up, how long it should take to travel 100 kilometers, and they say two days. And then they introduce one of the weirdest parts of this movie that I, for years, have not been able to get over, the air juice. So the point, it's like this little pack, it's like a little disc and it has a little squishy center, and the point is you push the center, inhale the juice, it coats your lungs so that you can breathe toxic air. And that is the dumbest thing ever. Because he was already connected to an oxygen mask that wasn't connected to anything earlier. So why not just use the oxygen mask? Which, like, I don't understand. The oxygen mask seems like it would work better if it's able to filter air or something. But I don't know. So he has enough air juice to make it there. Well, he has more than enough air juice to make it there. And... He gets out, he gets out into the world, immediately starts panicking, like any 14-year-old kid would, and his dad, and his dad, and we get a quote. So, throughout my life, I'll watch shows, and I'll think, well, if I was on The Bachelor, would this be something mysterious and perfect to say to The Bachelor in my meeting moment? And this is one that I think would pull him in and make him think that I was real introspective. So, Will Smith goes, root yourself in this present moment, right now. What do you see? What do you hear? What do you smell? What do you feel? I want you to embrace that and be in the moment. Like imagine you first meet someone and see me, my last name's right, so I'd be on the last people, and I go, root yourself in this present moment right now. Like, ooh, that would lock him down. I def, like, I just have to seal my deal in the house. I'd definitely be getting the first impression rose, but yeah first thing he encounters once he calms himself down is a spider and little weenie he was scared of the spider (laughs) also if that was a stunt spider i feel very bad for that spider because it got yeeted but he crawls up a rocky bank like he is in free solo and then you find out that like i think they got rid of books like no one thought to pack some books while they were leaving earth like, you know, one, like, 7th grade horse girl, when they were first leaving Arthur would have packed her, would have packed her secretariat books. Like, okay, there's no way they, like, just didn't have books. But, um, yeah, so now here's when the movie gets kind of boring, when actually it should get exciting. So, like, he runs into some monkeys, he throws a rock at a monkey, and the monkey is not a fan of that. So uh, he gets chased down by a flock, a family, a brood, just a bunch of monkeys chase him down. And this movie could have ended right at that moment with a monkey attack and I would have been happy. But nope, he gets to a river and apparently these are non-swimming monkeys. (laughs) So he gets to a river, and fun fact, Will Smith, in filming, said that that river actually had piranhas in it, and he signed off to let his son swim in it. So, (laughs) but yeah, this kid is the embodiment of fear. His fear pheromones are off the charts, and the Ursa should easily be able to find him and kill him. But, he gets bit by a leech, gets poisoned, almost die, doesn't die. And then we get the tagline of the movie. Danger is real, but fear is a choice. And, you know, I, I actually kind of stopped paying attention after that moment. I did, but then I come in and out, so I still have a few more. He almost dies like 12 times in this movie, so he almost freezes to death a bird saves him, yep, big bird, big bird saves him, lays on top of him so he does not freeze to death because apparently everywhere on earth, every night, except for a few hot spots, it completely freezes over, yep, and then he lost most of his air juice running away from the monkeys, I think, or no, ah, he lost a lot of his air juice from something, Now, he only has two air juices left. He needs three. So, almost dies of lack of air juice. But, ends up finding air juice, gets to the tail, finds the beacon. Boom, Ursa is there. He almost dies again. But then, boom, he's not afraid anymore. So, now he can ghost. But, what the thing is, he's not afraid anymore. But then, he starts doing, like... He starts fighting, like, really well with the Ursa. Like, if he could fight so well, why didn't, why wasn't he able to fight those monkeys off? Why wasn't he able to fight this tiger thing off that he saw earlier? Like, just because he's not afraid, that doesn't mean he automatically knows how to fight. But his dad gets to see that. His dad almost dies. He's able to send the beacon up. His dad doesn't die. Everything's safe. And that is the movie. And I know what you're saying. Casey, a lot of the time it sounded like a lot of nonsense. Because it was. That movie is so bad. That movie is only good if you are 12 years old and you have a crush on 14-year-old Jane Smith. That is the only way that the movie After Earth is a decent movie. But, yeah, you guys got to hear me ramble on about this movie that um cooked at least half... Of my remaining brain cells, which means I have 0.5 brain cells left to work with now since I watched that movie. Hopefully I can survive, but yeah. Thank you guys for joining me for the seventh episode of I Don't Know What This Is. This is it, guys. We are officially a podcast. We are a community. I am saying this to like my six friends that listen. (laughs) Thanks guys, but yeah, it's us and I'll see you guys next week with, I don't know, I'll figure it out, but I know you guys will love it. Okay, bye, see you guys next week.